Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buchholz, and this is episode 155, Getting Back to Work, coming to you on Thursday, September 5th, 2019. I figure an awful lot of you are probably just returning from summer vacation, and if you live in the U.S., you just had Labor Day a couple of days ago. Nice long weekend. Hopefully you had good weather and some great barbecue or picnic food. (laughs) It actually makes me wish that I had been there. But maybe also, uh, depending on whether or not you have kids or if you're into the school scene in any way, maybe you work at a school or you drive past schools that for the longest time you had this great traffic and now you have terrible traffic again because there are buses wandering around where uh, you used to just drive straight through and now you have to stop for them. Or there's college students driving madly everywhere trying to figure out where they are and how to find another parking space and you're like, oh, please, I enjoyed my summer vacation in so many ways. That's uh, many of the ways that I have felt in different places that I've been at. And yet there's an excitement and an energy that kind of gets me back going again. So if you are just coming back from summer vacation, I thought I would give you some encouraging boosts to get things back going again. Now, a couple of months ago, we did a mid-year checkup and just tried to figure out like, where are we with our goals? How are things going? What do we want to do differently? Plus, you know, it's kind of at the beginning of summer for a lot of people and maybe winter vacations for people who are having winter and just wanted to get away and get into some warm weather and took a vacation. So now we're looking at the whole back to school scene. And I have always loved back to school despite the traffic. I don't love the traffic part of it as much, but I've always loved back to school. I love going to office supply stores and department stores that have, you know, piles and boxes of school supplies. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I need anything, even though I haven't been in school for a long time. <laughs> but I just like the, the whole idea of starting fresh again. And so this is also a good time for me, at least. I find this to be a very good time to look at my goals once again and ask myself, where am I at? Uh, how much have I accomplished that I was hoping to accomplish? What have I accomplished that wasn't on my list? This is an important one, and I don't know that I've really mentioned it before. But give yourself credit. Like, write it down somewhere. If you have started a done journal, like I mentioned in episode one, make sure that you're writing down in your done journal and maybe highlight it in another color. The things that you've done this year that were accomplishments. I mean, if you did it and it's an accomplishment, you definitely want to be taking credit for it. The things that weren't actually on your to-do list or on your goals list, I should say, really, Um, because you want to keep track of everything that is working. And sometimes it's the planning that's working. Sometimes it's the planning that's not working. And that is one of the reasons why I find back to school season a good time to re-examine things again. What have I been doing that's working? What's not working? Um, How distracted by summer and summer vacation-y things have I been? Uh, What can I do to get myself like really back on track to have a strong finish for the year? So 
one of the things that um, I do a lot of Januaries, I've probably done it more than a dozen years, is I teach a time management class uh, around the January, February time period. And um, I'm probably going to be opening that up again in January of this year. I have a few details to establish and figure out before I say for sure, but that's probably going to happen. And so there's an awful lot of things, an awful lot of things that I would talk about in that class that has to do with time management strategies, planning strategies. Um, but right now I thought maybe we'd just look at it from the perspective of I've got three or four months left in the year. What am I going to do? How am I going to handle what I have left? One of the big things that I've only recently found, and I mean in the last year, maybe year and a half tops, maybe less than a year, is really um, understanding at a physical and emotional level how important it is to plan for time off. Now, I used to say, oh, this is our vacation period and this is what we're doing, and then I would still take my work with me. Finally realizing that's not really... <laughs> It's not really taking time off if you're going to work even during vacation. Now, sometimes we have deadlines and other reasons why that's happening. But I have found, particularly as I've been struggling to get through um, to a predominantly and long-term healthy place after burnout, that planning for time off is a huge benefit. Like, seriously, I don't think I really realized how much it would affect me to say, okay, next Sunday, I'm putting on the calendar um, a day off. Like I put it on the calendar for the whole day, day off. And then we literally didn't plan anything. We did this this last Sunday. And I have to say, it felt amazing. I didn't have to get up at any particular time because uh, we were super busy with um, uh, this big, cool church thing that we did um, on Saturday. And so we had just decided in advance that on Sunday we didn't have any other volunteer responsibilities. So we were going to stay home. So I woke up Sunday and I didn't have to be any place. I didn't have to get out of bed. John was like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm really enjoying just lying here in bed reading. And so I read for like two hours and he played video games for two hours, which is definitely not part of his Sunday morning repertoire. And we just did stuff until we got hungry. And then I made chocolate chip peanut butter pancakes, which were amazing. <laughs> and then we watched some TV until we were tired of watching TV. We were watching the Netflix series Dark Crystal, which is very interesting. And then when we got tired of TV, he did some more playing. I put a puzzle together. I can't even remember what all we did. At some point, we took showers, <laughs> but it wasn't in the morning. It was wonderful. It was so, so wonderful. And about three quarters of the way through the day, I could really tell the difference in um, not having a headache, probably because my neck didn't hurt, probably because I wasn't stressed out about something. And um, yeah, I can't really explain it. I guess I don't do it enough. I guess that's why I'm so surprised at how good it felt. And I don't know how to explain how great it felt. I think that that actually shows that I have a problem in my life with overwork, which is frustrating because I feel like there's a thousand things that aren't getting done. So um, I don't have an answer for that part for you yet. But I do want to say that if this sounds like 
you totally can understand like, oh, I, I can imagine I would feel that way too. Or, oh yeah, the, this last weekend, you know, we had a three-day weekend and and I felt like, wow, I, I feel so relaxed. I don't understand. Um, then probably you and I both need to spend a little bit more time planning to actually relax. It's it's still weird to me. I'm saying it out loud to you and I'm like, this sounds so ridiculous, Kitty. And yet I'm just realizing that I haven't really been doing it. I haven't really been relaxing. So I figure if I just underscore it and emphasize it enough, then hopefully you'll stop and really think about it. So find some times that you can say, um, okay, we have to do stuff until, you know, noon on this day, but the rest of the day is do nothing day. It's just literally do anything you want or nothing at all or whatever. Um, if that means going to the movies and that really relaxes you, awesome. Um, I, I love going to the movies. If it means sitting on the couch and playing video games and that relaxes you and it's not stressing out the rest of the members of your household, because that's something to keep in mind, then great. Um, really, this is all about what makes you feel relaxed. If you're the kind of person who um, I don't know, going out and what else would be relaxing for one person, but not for another doing some sort of sports thing, like, um, getting up a game of uh, touch football or something. Maybe that's super relaxing and you come back and you're like, ah, oh, I feel great. Well then maybe that's something that you should do or here it is. Do nothing. Um, like don't plan, don't plan anything. Just like wake up on the day and be like, what do I feel like doing right this second that feels really relaxing? Okay, I've probably said it enough times now to make you really think about it. I want you to think about it because I haven't been thinking about it. And what I'm beginning to think about now is I teach this time management class and I teach the things that I do. And what has happened over the course of 12 years, I ended up being pretty badly burned out. And I do not want to teach other people how to do that. That's really important to me now. So don't necessarily do as I say or as I do. I want you to think about what you think you need. How do you feel about life in general right now? <laughs> okay, so start planning some time off, even if it means planning to take um, two hours to do something with your friends or spouse or family or something once a week. John and I sort of accidentally started having a Tuesday date night because our life was getting super duper stressed out with his mom in the hospital and other various things going on. And we were just like, oh my gosh, you just really need to not be in our life right now. Want to go see a movie? Yeah, sure. And then we were like, this is kind of wonderful because we didn't specific, we spend a ton of time together, but we don't always necessarily have like a date night. So for the last several weeks, we've gone out to the movies on Tuesdays, which has been great because um, we really like the idea of uh, buying the, the cheap tickets so that we can go more often. <laughs> so they have a special deal where it's half price. Um, yeah. What is it for you? What is it that would make you and or you and your family or you and your friends or whatever your major most important relationships are that would just make you all feel relaxed together? Okay, so very important. <laughs> but as far as getting back to work, like what are we going to do for work? How are we going to finish out this year? 
Well, I suggest that you do something that may sound a little bit odd. Um, I want you to go write down the things that you want to accomplish by the end of the year. Now, if you do planning the way that I do planning, you have a goals list already. You could go look at it. I don't want you to look at your goals list. I want you to write down on a clean piece of paper <laughs> what are the things that you would like to get done by the end of this year that you think you probably could do by the end of this year. After you write down that list, go look at your goals list from January. Or if you rewrote it in July, look at it again from July. And then just sort of um, figure out, okay, what have I accomplished out of my goals list? What's left? But now what's my new list look like? Does it look bigger or smaller? If you've been having an amazing year and you've been getting so much done that you actually need more goals, and I don't know who you are, but you should call me and tell me how you do it, um, then you might have more things on your list for the next four months than you might if you were me, if you were me and most of the people that I know, uh, the things that I haven't gotten done yet are, are the bigger side of the list. But so one of the things that helps me to be less stressed and just sort of accept that I got the most important things done is after I write down a list, any kind of list, my to-do list for today, you know, it said, record podcast episode, um, and a whole bunch of other things. And record podcast episode was the number one thing. Then I knew what the next three things were. In addition to that, I needed to get those four things done for me to feel like I accomplished something. Um, I am not stressed out anymore about these things that aren't getting done. And I just feel calmer. And the other things, they can get done over the next few days if necessary. But you know, I got the top things done. So that's kind of what I am looking at when I'm doing daily lists or these, where am I at and how much time do I have, you know, to do longer term goals. So now we're talking about, you know, these last four months of the year. At that point, I want to be careful because I don't want to um, give you time management tips that will help you to do all those things and then wind up you know, a raving lunatic because all you did was work for four months and you never took any time off. Um, then just look at what has been working for you this year and what hasn't been. Maybe uh, like with me, you know, there are other things that have come up and it's kind of thrown off the schedule and my ideas about what I thought I could get done. So look at these things and ask yourself, okay, do I have actually more time than I thought? Because, you know, my high school kid is, I don't have any idea, involved in something that actually gives me more time. Or do I have less time than I thought I had because I'm, you know, visiting mom or dad or helping out, taking care of them or something more or, you know, any number of things. And then just... Stop and, and think about it. Think about your list. I don't want to necessarily be using these time management words like prioritize and label your number one, two, and three. I mean, that's what I'll do in the class. But what do you feel like is the most important things to get done? Like if you just could get that done, you would be at least a fairly happy camper. <laughs> a lot of us put too much store in our list and we'll only be a very happy camper if we get our total list done, which um, I think that those sorts of 
Um, expectations are the sorts of things that also help lead to burnout. Just saying from my own experiment experience anyway. Um, and then also keep in mind that depending on where you live and what is going on in the next four months for you, you might actually only have three months of working time. Um, my experience living in the United States is that the last four months of the year, I really could only look at it as being three months of work. And then, you know, hopefully it would be more than three months. But if I planned to only have three months to work, then it just made it a lot easier to relax and enjoy the four-day Thanksgiving weekend or, or the, the week of Thanksgiving week, depending on whether or not you're traveling and how much time you get off. Um, having time off at Christmas where you're really off is just fabulous, but I never could make it happen until I finally started putting it on my calendar. So that's, you know, possibly as much as three weeks right there, not not including the time that you spend doing all of your Christmassy things like shopping, decorating, going to parties or whatever. So keep that in mind. <laughs> if you always get to the end of year, end of the year, and you wonder whatever happened, maybe because you forget that there's an awful lot of time that you really just sort of need to scratch off and consider it a bonus if you do get extra work done during some of those times. So um, think about those things for yourself. Look at what you have been successfully doing as far as how you've been motivating yourself, how much work you get done during a day or a week, that sort of thing. And, um, and give yourself some grace periods too. And also plan for some time off. I do it at least once a month. I mean, honestly, if you can't give yourself a day each month just to relax and just be chill and not stressed about anything, then... I don't know. Either you've got some stuff going on that there is no way that you can control it. Maybe it's a sickness or taking care of somebody. Um, or and I'm saying this is because this is how I've been. You think you're that busy, but you don't realize that you could have taken time off until you get really sick and then you can't, you can't work anymore because <laughs> all you have now is time off. So you don't want to be there either. Okay. I just want to help you to not be where I have been and sometimes backslide into, as you heard, I think it was last week's episode, right? Okay. So then um, again, depending on how you, maybe you're coming into this going, you know what? Yeah. Planning the last half of the year. I hadn't thought of that. I don't have any specific written down goals and plans. Well, so keep in mind, you can plan forward um, or you can plan backward. So if you say, I need to finish this book by the end of the year because I want to or I need to, um, then you can figure out how much uh, needs to still be done on the book and then how much would you have to do every day or every week in order to have it finished by the end of the year. Or you can plan forward, how much time do you have every day or every week to get some of this work done, some of these goals, and then how far into it could you get by the end of the year? Uh, and, and then see, you know, like planning forward. If I have two hours a day, every day, you know, that say times six days a week, that's 12 hours a week times, you know, hmm, let's just call it no more than 11 or 12 weeks. I mean, you got to have, you, you know, that you're going to take time off to do holiday things probably. Um, and then, you know, so how much does that end up being? And then that can be your goal. 
So forward or backward planning. And then uh, also having a uh, planner sometimes can be a great thing, especially if you have something that's meant for creative people, like the uh, My Brilliant Writing Planner that Susie Mae Warren puts out. So she and I will be talking about that, uh, her new one for 2020. I just love that we're coming up to the year 2020. It just sounds like all sorts of wonderful, magical things could happen in the year 2020. Um, but she and I are going to be talking about her new updated, improved version that will be available to, for sale very soon or might actually already be available. Um, and the great thing about this particular planner, I really do like it. Um, it's got planning pages for planning out your books. <laughs> um, it's got uh, to-do list areas. Um, if you like to read, you know, from the Bible or from some other inspirational source, um, it's got, um, I think, a two-page spread every week. I want to say week, um, where you can write down your thoughts about um, the inspirational things that you've been reading. There's all sorts of wonderful, and and then there's there's all this sort of um, not just room for doodling, but like the way that it's put together and that just the the design of it makes you kind of want to doodle, and I feel like that makes me like more connected to my creativity, even though I'm not generally someone who would call myself artistic. But um, anyway, so maybe look into this um, journal slash planner if you don't have one already. Um, and I think that I got an email recently about um, that they still have some left from 2019 that might be half off or they're on a discount right now since there's only four months left, uh, if there's any left. And that's uh, Susan May Warren. If you Google her name, uh, and I will put a link to her website because I can't remember it, or you could Google My Brilliant Writing Planner, um, and then you can get more information. But anyway, she'll be on the show again in a few weeks, and we will talk more about that. Um, these sorts of things can all be really helpful if you like just sort of seeing um, what needs to be done, what you're hoping to be done. Um, how much time you have here and there, seeing that, oh, this is the day that's blocked off because this is my free day, so I'm not doing anything else. Or, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things I've been thinking about, um, when my uh, full-time uh, contract job ends in a few weeks, I have been kicking around an idea about um, reading some short pieces that, that I have on my shelves and um, kind of rewriting them in a different genre. Uh, I think that it could be just really fun. And I need to get back into doing um, writing that is fun for myself without thinking about publishing because I think that it makes the more creative parts of my brain like really engage and take over. And then after I kind of get all the juices flowing and all the machinery operating at high speed again, I think it'll make it easier and more fun uh, when I get back to writing the full-length novels. So uh, that's just an idea that I have, but these are the sorts of things that we can write in the planner and be like, on this day, which is what I did, <laughs> on this day, I want to uh, pick up some of these short pieces and like look into writing, even if it's just a scene just for the fun of it, just for re-engaging my brain and something that, and particularly, this is for me, but it might be for some of you too, um, 
When I am thinking as a business person, like this book needs to be done and it needs to be done by this date because blah, 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 these reasons, um, it doesn't necessarily take the fun out of it, but it certainly adds a layer to the fun of writing it. Um, a little bit, it can be a little bit of pressure that stays with me when I'm writing. So my idea was, in order to have zero pressure at all, write something that would just be fun and ridiculous that I have no particular plan to publish it. Of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm sure I'll find a way if it's any good. <laughs> but, uh, but the plan is not to write something that I need to sell or I'm going to try and want to sell. It's just going to be for fun, fun, fun. I just finished listening to Stephen King's On Writing in Audiobook. Um, I've been listening to the audiobook on and off for a while, but uh, I started listening to it when I was running, trying to figure out whether or not I could listen to a book instead of music, and it's been kind of great, actually. It takes my mind off of the uh, the pain in my lungs even more than the uh, music does. So anyway, it's got me kind of all fired up again and um, giving me all sorts of ideas. So Ask yourself, what are some of the ideas that you can think of? You know, what are you thinking of now when you're listening to me talk? Maybe my ideas have nothing to do with what you want to do, but hopefully they're giving you ideas about what you want to do. That's my hope. Um, that's what I have got right now. The whole idea of getting back to work, getting back to work with joy, but also with a purpose and a plan, having your business hat on, but having your creative hat on, I don't know, first. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just wanted to encourage you. So I hope that you have a fabulous week. Hope you get some really interesting um, bits and pieces of writing done, or like you kind of go off and do something crazy for a day and get some really crazy, great writing done, or that you're just like pumping away and doing your words and getting your pages written. And yay, you <laughs> remember, celebrate all of your accomplishments. It's so important. It not only makes you feel better emotionally, but it helps your brain to be constantly reinforced with, yes, brain, this is exactly what I wanted you to do. Thank you very much. And we will do it again tomorrow. See you tomorrow, brain. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I am going to take some more time to do some more neuroscience studying. It's been about a year or maybe... Now it might be more like two years since I've been able to read any neuroscience books. So that's one of the things on my list for the rest of this year. Um, I'm going to stop talking and let you write down the ideas that you've been having. All right. Still on the summer schedule. See you in two weeks, except for we'll always have the Encouraging Words episode once a month. And um, yeah, have an excellent, excellent day. Mm -hmm.